there, and welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak, and I'm so glad to be able to spend some time with you. I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes. I've got a chair here right in front of me, an empty chair, and I hope you'll be able to sit here and hang out with me as we essentially wrap up another week in our Give Up Worry for Good program. Now, technically, we are on day five, week four, day five. This is the week devoted to doing what you can. This is the week that reminds us that there is a role that we play in giving up worrying and following the Lord and letting Him help us, but we still have a role role to play, and that's what we're concentrating on, on this week, doing what we can, not just waiting for Him to fix all of our problems. But because we only do these five these podcasts Monday through Friday, they, uh, I cover day one through day five. We also have day six and day seven, which take place on the weekends, which are not addressed by these podcasts. Well, that is up until now. I'm going to talk today, um, and this was something that um, I, I've decided that's probably a good idea to do, to also, since we do the podcast Monday through Friday, to, in, on today's show, also address the reflection for tomorrow and then the final wrap-up for for Sunday. So next week, we'll be prepared to start a new week, and the new week is devoted. This will be week five of Give Up Worry for Good. It's devoted to the idea that we should expect difficulties. Now, I, I didn't put this in into the program. We're not going to talk more too much about it. We'll talk more about it on Monday. I didn't put it into the program to make you panic, but the reason I, I made sure that we spent a week on expecting difficulties is so that when things don't go perfectly when this whole process of turning to the Lord and asking Him to help with our problems, when there are bumps in the road, that you don't panic and think that you're doing something wrong. We live in an imperfect world. We, um, Because of original sin, this world is not perfect. There's a lot of things wrong in this world, so therefore we're going to have problems. And Jesus Himself acknowledged that. We'll talk more about that next week, but I put this in to the eight-week program so that we we understand that it's not going to be completely smooth sailing once we make the decision to give up worry and turn to to Jesus. There's going to be problems along the way. So that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. But we'll talk more about that next week. But for right now, I'm going to take a sip of my nice cold water. And I would like to invite you to join me in prayer as we turn to our Heavenly Father now. We ask Him to bless the time that we're about to spend with one another. Please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, boy, it's always so good to be able to have this this dialogue with you, Father. We're here once again. We are on a quest. We're at the halfway point of our quest to give up worry for good. Father, we can't do it without your help. We know that your Son, Jesus, is leading us by the hand, drawing us closer to you. The Holy Spirit is helping us. But, Father, you are still very much a key player in our in our quest to give up worry for good. In fact, that's what Jesus wanted us to remember. He wanted us to trust you instead of worrying. He made that distinction in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, don't worry, but instead trust that your Father will provide for all that you need. That's why we turn to you, Father, with confidence based on the words of Jesus. And we ask you, first, first of all, we want to thank you. We want to thank you. We want to praise you. We want to give you um, the honor and the glory that you deserve. Father, you are all-powerful. You are all-loving. You are completely in control. 
not just of our lives, but of, of the entire world and of the entire universe for that matter. And Father, we thank you so much for taking care of our needs, for allowing us to make it to this point in life. Obviously, we are alive right now. That's due to your goodness, Father, so we thank you for that. Father, we ask you to provide for all of our needs this day. Take care of our families and our friends. Those things that we worry about, we're going to give them to you right now. We're going to ask you to handle them for us. Let us know, of course, what we can do to to fix our own problems, but also we are going to let you do the bulk of the work because that's the way you want it. And Father, I ask that you use me as your instrument today. As I sit before this microphone, speaking the words, sharing the message that I believe is the message you want us to hear, I ask you to fine-tune my efforts here today so that I can only proclaim your message, because that's what I want to do. I don't want this to be about me, Father. I want this to be about you and the message that you have for us. And Father, finally, please open all of our minds and hearts to be receptive to your message as delivered on this program, and let us know what it is that we, how it is that we should put your words into practice. Father, we ask these things in the name above all names, King of kings, Lord of lords, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is your Son, and who is our Lord, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. And all together now we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, thank you so much for uh, for praying with me. What a great privilege it is, not just to be able to pray with you, uh, even though we may be in different locations geographically, but to be able to be in the presence of Almighty God, who allows us to be called Father. He allows us to call Him Father because He adopted us as His sons and daughters. Wow, that is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, My name is Gary Zimek. Today is Friday. It is uh, July the 8th. I'm sorry, July the 9th. And we are going through our Give Up Worry for Good, our eight-week program based on my book of the same name, Give Up Worry for Good. And day by day, we're walking through this book together. I hope I'm, I'm sharing some insights that you find helpful. Uh, you, you know, this book is uh, this book has been a great blessing. It, this book has been a great blessing, I, I believe, to to many people based on the emails I have gotten. But it is um, it is a great blessing to me to be able to do this show and to have written this book and to um, to be able to to share the Lord's message. You, you know, I am so blessed because I found a publisher who is willing to let me share this message and offer this help. And I'll tell you what, God's God is definitely at work in 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 my life and in 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 this book and. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for your support and for um, for always being here for me. I'm very grateful. Whenever I tell you I need additional donations, you're there for me. When I say I need prayers, you're there for me. When I ask you to tell me if this helps you or if my work is helping, I get the emails. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. So today we wrap up week four. We'll take a look at week four, day five. We'll also look at day six and then day seven, which is a conclusion. We'll kind of tie things up as this uh, the podcast for this week come to a close. And then next week, we'll begin on week five, which is the week devoted to expecting difficulties. 
And again, as I said at the start of the show, it's just a, it's just an exercise in realism. You, you know how sometimes I'll say to you, when you pray, you don't always immediately feel good, and I want you to know that so you don't panic. Same principle here. I think we need to keep it real, and, and I need to share some things with you um, based on my own experiences and things I've read about and, and advice that I've gotten that your problems don't disappear instantaneously and the good feelings don't just flood your soul automatically sometimes it takes a little time it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong so it's possible that we could do things wrong at some point in time like if you don't put in the effort or if you don't take it seriously if you're not praying well then of course you're not going to feel the lord's peace but if you're trying your best and that's really all the lord asks if you're trying your best there are times when it just requires patience, and it requires a little bit of understanding about how God normally works. You know, sometimes he performs jaw-dropping miracles, as I like to call them. Other times he works very in very ordinary and natural ways. And it's easy to miss his working in our lives, because I believe that more often than not, at least based on my experience, uh, he works in ordinary ways. And it's easy to miss them. So I, I try to just, when I can, to to point that out and give you some uh, some things to, to think about and look for. Um, by the way, if you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. And incidentally, I do still have some openings for Lent of 2022. If you want to bring me to your parish to, to uh, deliver a Give Up Worry for Lent parish mission, or a talk, or a retreat, now is the time to contact me. So please check out the website, followingthetruth.com. Go to the contact page and just put in your information, and I will get back to you. Oh, and there's another way, too. You can always email me directly at gary at followingthetruth.com. But I definitely would like to get back on the road. I've got some things scheduled for later this year and for Lent of next year, and I'm excited that my schedule is starting to fill up again. But there's openings for Lent. And by far, without a doubt, by far my most popular talk is Give Up Worry for Lent. Uh, So I'd love to bring that to your parish. Just head on over to followingthetruth.com and let's make that happen. Okay, so today is week four, day five of Give Up Worry for Good. And the message comes from the pen of St. Paul. All this week we've been talking about doing what we can. You know, just not being a bystander trying to do what God allows us to do. He gives us some control over this whole process of achieving peace in life. Well, we need to learn our role and then let him do his role. The problem for those of us who tend to be worriers is we want to do our role and his role. And here's the interesting thing, and this is, I'm going to point this finger back at myself because this is a um, something that I have a tendency to mess up. There are many times when I don't want to do my role, but I want to do his role. And that happens when I panic and I begin to worry without even turning to the Lord and praying and asking for help or without even trying to explore some options to do what I can. You know, that's a real danger. And I have lived my life this way for many years. I'm starting to get better ever since Christ has been helping me. But... I still have that tendency when something goes wrong, instantly it's freak out mode, catastrophizing, playing the what if game, you know, rather than just praying about it, 
assessing the situation, see if there's anything I can do, and then moving on. You know, it, and, and try to avoid, try to control the negative thinking, the, the what-ifs, which are all imaginary. They don't exist. The what-ifs that we, we conjure up in our heads, yeah, they might happen. But, you know, God doesn't give us the grace to deal with imaginary problems. That's a, that's a message that I heard years ago and that I always try to include in my talks. So when we are catastrophizing, what if this never gets better? What if this gets worse? Or playing that what-if game. There's no grace involved there because they're not real problems. If and when those things do occur and the illness gets worse or the finances really take a nosedive, at that point, they become real problems and God gives us the grace to deal with them. But until they do, we're just getting negative feelings from problems that are imaginary. And, you know, I I say these things and I, I repeat myself a lot and that's by design Because I think we all need to remember that. And it's so easy to forget that. And it's also easy to to, uh, do the wrong thing when it comes to worry. You know know that? Because it's so instinctive. And it's become a habit for many of us. And we're trying in this eight-week, this program, this eight-week program to break that habit. And let, when we have potential fears in life, when things begin to make us afraid that we, we turn to the Lord instead of turning internally and beginning to worry. That's, that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to accomplish here. But today's verse is from St. Paul, Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. One of the points I made in my email reflection, and I make in the book also, is rejoicing, being patient, I struggle with those things. I struggle, and, you you know, again, I I, I don't want to, I want you to understand something, that I I still have a tendency. I could still fall back into the old bad habits again, but the Lord has helped me. So when I say that I struggle with rejoicing, I'm getting better, because now I understand. The reason I rejoice is because God is present in my life, and He ain't going anywhere. But it took me a long, long, long time to, to understand that. Paul got it. Paul's writing this, writing so many of his messages like this, especially his letter to the Philippians. Um, he, he writes these messages even while he's sitting in captivity under house arrest. Especially we see that in Philippians where he talks about rejoicing. Why? Rejoice because the Lord is here or he is near. He's with us. So we rejoice in our hope. The hope that God will come to our assistance. Like right now, things might look bad, but Christian hope means things will work out in the best way possible. Even if your illness doesn't go away, even if if your finances don't improve, God's going to give you grace to bring good out of this. And that's why we believe that we, as Christians, we... We, we hold to that hope, the hope, the, the Christian hope that things will get better and that things will work out the best way, the way they should be. And ultimately, the hope is that we're going to live forever in heaven and there are no problems in heaven. But even in this life, hope tells us that when God intervenes in our lives, in our problems, things will get better. Be patient in tribulation. Well, that's hard. Be constant in prayer. That really is the key 
to achieving the the rejoicing and the patience because joy and peace, I'm sorry, joy and patience are two of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So what we want to do is turn to the Holy Spirit and pray as St. Paul says, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation, but be constant in prayer. Holy Spirit, please help me. Please produce good fruits in my life, especially the fruit of joy and of patience and of peace too. Throw peace in there. I mean, these fruits of the Holy Spirit, this is what happens when you let the Holy Spirit work in your life. The nine fruits, as St. Paul lists, are love, in his letter to the Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They are the fruits produced by the Holy Spirit if we let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. Now, it might be hard for me to become patient on my own. It might be downright impossible. That's okay. Jesus knew that, and that's why he gave me the Holy Spirit to help me. But if I'm not becoming more patient, patient with my circumstances, patience with, patient with my health, patience with God, patient with God. If, if, these, if this is not happening in my life, and I'm not asking the Holy Spirit to help me, then I'm at fault. You see that? This, is, this week is do what you can. I can't make myself be at peace. I can't force myself to be peaceful. There are going to be times when I can't force myself to be patient. I, I can be for maybe for a little while, but eventually I'll meet a person or be in a situation that just pushes me to the limit and I can't be patient. But what I can do is ask the Holy Spirit to work in me and to help me to become patient and to help me to experience peace. You know, these are the things that I can ask for. So there is still something I can do. It's like you'll hear me say sometimes that it's, and it's I especially use this message when I go out and give, give talks across the country, that it's impossible to control your emotion of fear. If you're afraid, you cannot make yourself, you cannot force yourself to not be afraid. However, you can take steps such as trying to control your thoughts, turning to God in prayer instead of worrying, that through the, the, the interaction or the work of the Holy Spirit, when you pray, you turn to the Lord, you ask for help, the Spirit can take away that fear or diminish that fear so that you are no longer as afraid. It's not coming from you. It's coming as fruit of your prayer. You see that? So there is something you can do even if you can't control your emotions. Now, since I said today is the Friday edition of of the podcast and I don't do a podcast on Saturday and Sunday, let's take a look at week four, day six of Give Up Worry for Good. Sort of a continuation of the same message, do what you can. It's Luke chapter five, verse 16. But Jesus withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. And I always love this example. If Jesus prayed, How much more important is it for us, flawed human beings that we are, to pray? It's so important. And what Jesus was doing here, obviously he's praying in his his humanity. He's praying as a fellow man, even though he is, he's also divine. But he's praying to his father. He's having a conversation with his father. 
And that's exactly what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation with God. We can have it with Jesus. We can have the conversation with the Holy Spirit. And we can also have a conversation with the saints and, our, and the angels as well. They're not divine, but they, we could still have that conversation and ask for their intercession. But essentially, prayer is a communication. It's a relationship. It's relating to God, me speaking with God. And of course, he speaks to me in numerous ways. He speaks through scripture. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through the teachings of the church. He speaks in the silence of my heart. He speaks through other people. I mean, this conversation that we have with God, it is not a conversation in the traditional sense, but no doubt about it. He does speak to us, and we absolutely can and should speak to him. And and the point that I make in, in the day six reflection, Jesus withdrew to the wilderness. He made this conscious effort to go away, to break away from the noise of the world and pray and spend time with his father. Now, if you think that the world of Jesus was noisy and he had to withdraw to a more quiet place, can you imagine how much more important it is for you and I to do it in a, in a world infinitely more noisy and distracting than the world in which Jesus lived. We've got to make that effort. And this whole program, this Give Up Worry for Good eight-week program, is going to bear no fruit if you don't spend time in prayer. I mean, it just, you, you have got to, it's not, this is not a matter of just reading a book. Everything in this book and everything in all of my books and everything in every talk I have ever given is all designed to help the people listening to me, the people reading the books, you, to come to Jesus, to get closer to Him, to make that effort, to grow closer to Him, to pray, to ask for help. Because getting close to Jesus, reaching our final destination of heaven, giving up worry. None of that's possible without spending time in his presence because when you spend time in the presence of Jesus, he will lead you to his Father, who is also your Father. And also, you will be reminded of the importance of the Holy Spirit in the process. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus real. The Holy Spirit makes the Father real. The Holy Spirit inspires us to do things that ordinarily we wouldn't do. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I'm doing some some of my spiritual reading. I try to do a little each morning, and um, I'm very interested in the Beatitudes right now. I just got done reading a lot about the gifts of the Holy Spirit as well as the fruits of the Spirit. The Beatitudes have always been mysterious to me, more or less. Um, but, but something just, there was a fire burning inside of me that I knew that wasn't, it wasn't for me, that I just thought, wow, I'm... I'm starting to see why I need to understand the Beatitudes. And I think I'll have to speak about them at some some point because essentially the, the Beatitudes are a recipe for happiness. If you follow the Beatitudes, you're going to be happy. You are going to become closer to Christ and you're going to understand how important it is to follow in the footsteps of, of Jesus. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that something inside of me changed and I was very, very interested in, in understanding the, the Beatitudes, and they became clearer to me. There have been plenty of things, concepts, uh, theological concepts over the years 
that just eluded me. And I would try to understand them thinking, I, I know this is important, but for some reason I'm just not feeling it. And it's going in one ear and out the other. Did you ever have that experience? And, and I've come to realize that this is all about God's timing. He brings me to the place he wants me to be, little by little, and I can't get impatient with them. There are things I am very interested in now that I'm able to understand now that I wasn't able to understand five years ago, that I just wasn't interested in, that I tried to understand, but I just wasn't grasping. He brings us along gradually. That's why I always try to tell you, don't be impatient as you go through this process to give up worry, because he's going to, the Holy Spirit's going to operate at the right speed for you. It's always a mistake when you try to get ahead of the Holy Spirit, okay? So this idea, though, of withdrawing and praying, it's hugely important. Just make it a point. Make sure you're praying every day. And uh, and I've talked a little bit about it. We should probably talk more about it in the weeks to come of, of how you can pray. It's going to be different for everybody, but the idea is so important that you spend time with the Lord every day in prayer, all right? Um, let's see what I want to do. Let me take a look at, um, what do we have here in the weekly wrap up? I guess we're just going to, I'm I'm trying to, to think, um, the best way to summarize this essentially, you know, just make sure you read the weekly wrap up in day seven in the book. And as we prepare next week, these take a look at these questions question one through five i'm not going to do them now i just i just i don't have the time but i just want you to go through and and remember that there is a role that we play there is a role that we play in eliminating worry from our life sure we depend on the lord to do a lot but we need to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing now next week God willing, if I'm back with you here on Monday, and that's the current plan, but, you know, I'm always grateful to God every day he lets me wake up. If I'm back here on Monday, and I fully expect to be, and I hope you will also, we're going to launch into this new week, which is week five of Give Up Worry for Good, the week designed to focusing on the fact that, yeah, you're going to have problems. And as I say in the introduction, John 16, I mean, this I say, but I'm really just quoting Jesus. I have said this to you, that in me you may have peace. So in Jesus you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. That's the message from Jesus to us. Yeah, you're going to have problems in life. But man, if you stick with Jesus, you're going to experience such peace. Okay, I have to run. Thank you so much for listening to me and um, for hanging out with me. If you want to get in touch, Gary at followingthetruth.com is the place to go. And I have to ask you as we close out the week, donations are low. I really need your help. If you're able to sustain my ministry through your financial donations and you haven't done so, or maybe you can give a little more, if possible. If not, I understand. But if you can, it would really help me. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Click on donate and you can donate securely through PayPal, followingthetruth.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. Remember that I'm praying for you. If you need anything over the weekend, don't hesitate to reach out. God bless you. Talk to you next time.